0: I, I think I just got got called for a foul. Not not 100% sure. Not you know this you know it's 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 whatever. It's just one foul. Oh, it's 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 5 now. Oh, that, that's that's kind of early to be in the penalty. Uh that's kind of how the Magic's fourth quarter felt on Wednesday night. A disappointing loss and yes, a loss that was actually disappointing. I, that's 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 maybe a positive sign. Let's talk through it. It's time for locked on Magic. you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 27th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk all about the Orlando Magic's 111-102 loss to the LA Clippers. What was going so right and what went so terribly wrong and why it's a Really important lesson for a young Magic team is they're still struggling to to learn how to win, but getting some really valuable lessons in the process. Again, it's these these lessons are okay at this point, but you have to start showing progress. You have to start start taking them to heart and actually implementing them um, into yes wins. We are we are we're, I think we're I'll explain, but I think we're getting to a point where you know the moral victories have to s- stop becoming so frequent. And the actual victories have to start growing. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a minute. But first, we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Whether you listen to us first thing in the morning, whether you listen to us right when we upload, whether you listen to us at work, on break, at lunch, on your way home, on your way to tomorrow night's game, who knows? I want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, we're available wherever you download podcasts as well as streaming on YouTube. Remember, you can find us as well as the other great podcasts, the Locked On Podcast Network, wherever you download podcasts today. Through the first three quarters, you know, what was the Orlando Magic's efforts against the LA Clippers perfect? No, uh, not, not at all. Um, but was it good enough to put them in a position to win? Um, was it good enough to get them to the finish line? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, There were stretches, especially in the first half, first quarter, second quarter, where the Magic probably played their offense as well as they have played it all year. Um, There were moments throughout the course of Wednesday's game where the Magic did everything that Jamal Mosley has asked of his team. You got bell plays. You got... Guys, you know, guys diving on the floor. You got ball movement, great ball movement. Sometimes overpassing, overpassing, um, is it, not as big of a problem as underpassing, because um, this team does underpass a lot. But, um, but the overpassing was was keeping them from scoring sometimes. But again, I'm not going to knock the unselfishness. It's 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 okay. Somebody has to take shots sometimes. Um, the defense did a decent job locking down the glass. Sometimes they gave up a few too many threes. That's been a problem all year long. But the Magic put themselves not only in position to win, but they were in control of the game. Even with the Clippers ahead by one at the half, yes, yes, LA went on a run to end the second quarter, ending quarters has been a problem for the Magic all year too. That's that's a young team issue. The Magic were the team in control. They were in the driver's seat. They were dictating the tempo, the terms of engagement, the the pace of the game. So how did that all change? How did that all go wrong in the fourth quarter? Because the fourth quarter resembled a, a young team for sure. A lot of mistakes were being made. A, and the Clippers with their veterans and their playoff experience, you know, again, the Clippers are down, down a lot of key guys, but those are that's an experienced team with a championship-level coach, and it shows. No offense to Jamal Mosley here, but they know how to win. And they showed that throughout the fourth quarter as Orlando tried to take back momentum and try to reel themselves back in, that the Clippers just knew how to close out. And you know, again, we're, we talk a lot about the lessons this Magic team has to learn. Learning how to win is the hardest one. And, and you can't teach it. You can't drill it in practice. You have to do it in games. And it takes a lot of effort. And it takes a lot of failure to get there. Now, the sooner you learn it, the sooner it becomes ingrained, the sooner you get into that habit, everything changes. Um, you know'll we'll I, I definitely have some thoughts that I want to share on this stage of the rebuild, but I, I do think the magic with the way they played this month, you know, we've kind of entered a new phase of the season or a new phase of of expectations for this season. Um, you know, I would say, you know, sitting in on the Zoom conference after this game, it was the first time, at least in any Zoom conference that I've sat in. I think there have been other games, probably the you know the Boston game, almost certainly felt felt that felt this way. Um, it was the first time all season that that I felt like the Magic were really disappointed they didn't get this win um, and disappointed in themselves. You know, get, get take give all credit to the Clippers and what they were able to accomplish in that fourth quarter, but it, it really felt like the Magic knew they let one go. And again, it, yes, moral victory, it's a lesson, and it's not even moral victory. it's 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 a hard lesson to learn. It's a hard lesson to sit there and know, our mistakes cost the game. yes, they they took advantage of our mistakes. They didn't beat us. We beat ourselves as much as as much as anything. Hitting that expectation level and hitting that expectation that, okay, we are good enough to win. Now we have to do it. That that's that's an important step. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna deny that. We're we're I think we're past the point of giving of, of going. Oh shucks, that was a good college try. I, I think this team has earned earned its place to say okay, start winning some basketball games. Um, and when you make mistakes, yes, learn from them. Don't don't you know don't don't despair over them, but learn from them and get better. Learn from them. Take that lesson. Apply it the next time. And again, honestly, that was what was so disappointing about the loss of the Lakers and so encouraging about the win over the Bulls is the lessons from the previous games. You know, the Lakers, they, they gave up the big third-quarter run just like they did against Philadelphia. Against the Bulls, the Magic put their foot down in the third. And yes, And they, they did lose a quarter, but they kept control of the game. That was a big moment. And again, I, I'm more disappointed that the Magic didn't echo that against the Clippers. So what happened? The Magic got... The Magic got the Clippers into the bonus uh, within, four, within less than four minutes of the quarter. The L.A. Clippers lived at the free throw line in the fourth quarter, and that was the determining factor in the game. Yes, the Clippers made a ton of threes that kept them in the game throughout the course. Throughout the course. They had a 24-9 run to take a one-point lead into the halftime locker room. The, the Clippers did a lot of really good things, uh, but they won this game at the free throw line. They made 23 of 25 free throws. That's not a typo. 23 of 25 free throws in the fourth quarter. The Magic scored 24 points total. And Orlando was unable to break the snap. It really felt like a game where one shot at the right moment would have calmed everything down. And they got good looks. There were a lot of open shots that the Magic missed in that fourth quarter. But as Coach Mosley says, as as is true throughout the league, you, you have to be able to defend even when your shots aren't falling. And, and, and for most of the game, the Magic's defense was the catalyst for getting out in transition, for getting... Out on the break. But with the Magic in foul trouble, they had to turn their aggression down. They had to turn their physicality down. Um, and, and the Clippers took advantage. They saw a team retreating. They saw a team on its back foot, and they attacked. And that's the reality. That's the reality of this Magic team. That's the reality of this game. Um, the Clippers smelled blood in the water. They got into foul trouble early. The Magic had four fouls on the first three possessions. Just think about that. Four fouls on the first three possessions. That included, uh, for the Magic in their first four possessions, I believe Chumo Kiki missed two three-pointers, and the Magic had two turnovers. Again, huge momentum change right there at the start of the fourth quarter. And the Clippers were able to use that to take the lead and, and-, and zoom ahead. And Orlando, as they have throughout the course of the season, were left scrambling. And that's just not the place they need to be. Um, Yes. You got to learn. You got to know how to play from behind. You got to know how to get yourself back in the game. But this game was truly all about who had the aggressive mindset. Who was the team attacking? For three quarters, it was Orlando. Honestly, Orlando was in control of the tempo of this game. They did all the things they need to do to win. But... It's not a 36-minute game. It's not a 40-minute game, as I often say. It's not a 42-minute game. It's a 48-minute game. And again, the Magic came up 10 minutes short. And those 10 minutes are everything. The Clippers defeat the Orlando Magic 111-102. We'll go through the final box score here coming up in just a moment. But first... A quick word from our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Don't forget, everyone, we are officially two weeks away from the NBA trade deadline. February 10th at 3 p.m., everyone will have to put their pencils down and show their, show their homework and turn their work in uh, for the NBA trade deadline. And the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered. We will be doing a live NBA trade deadline show uh, for across the network. Um, so subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Locked On NBA YouTube channel, as well as all the other locked-on channels to get the full coverage of the NBA trade deadline, we will be doing. We did NBA trade deadline preview last week with Keith Smith. That was last Friday's episode. Keith Smith of SpoTrack came on. We talked a little bit about what the possibilities are for the Orlando Magic. I plan on doing another trade deadline episode tomorrow. We'll talk about the trade exception, maybe a little bit about Terrence Ross and Gary Harrison what their markets looking like, and what the Magic strategy will continue to be as we get closer and closer to the trade deadline. I'll also plan on doing a show with a guest as well. Uh, I am thinking of getting trying to get the five families together here. Um, do, do a little trade deadline recap as well um, in a couple weeks. So a lot to be planned, a lot to get excited about the trade deadline. Always an interesting time. And who knows what else will happen. Um, so definitely check out the Locked On NBA trade deadline show that will be live at 2 p.m. Subscribe to the Locked On NBA YouTube channel to uh, to, to get notifications when they go live and to check out co- what's going on around the league. But let's talk about this game, about the Orlando Magic's loss to the LA Clippers. A 111 102 loss to the LA Clippers. Um look, there was there was plenty of good to see in this game. Um honestly like I I I think through three quarters the Magic played as well and as can you know not consistently but they had as many bright bursts as we've seen, and and honestly, if the Magic had won this game, even if it was by like five or six points, I, I would have said this was about as good of a win as the Magic have had. They they withstood runs. You know, yes, they gave away they gave away some leads. Yes, they gave away some opportunities, um, but they stayed in control. And, and and to me, that's such a big thing is being able to stay in control and not have to play so many close games. Um, you know, like the the win against the Bulls the other night on Sunday. Um, that might have been the best win of the season because it felt like a very wire-to-wire win. It felt like the Magic were in control. They yes, the the Bulls cut a 20-point lead down to seven, but they never gave up the lead. They stayed with it, they stayed disciplined. Um, you know, we're we're starting to see that more and more. So, yes, I, I know the Magic are nine and 40. I know their record is terrible right now. I I get that argument from a lot of people that I will continue to say it. I I don't think this team is far away. Uh, from, you know, being at, not, again, I, I don't think this team's going to get to 500. I don't think they have the talent or the depth for it. but But um, I do think that we're going to see this team turn a corner here. It's, it almost feels like a rookie. Um, you know, like, we'll talk about Jalen Suggs here in a bit, but um, this team, I feel like, is really knocking on the door to some consistency, to a little bit more a fluidity and a little bit more um just understanding of what it's going to take to win. And again, a lot of this stuff is experience. The way the Clippers were able to burn the Magic after the, the, after the rash of fouls early on, that was Reggie Jackson making plays. That was Terrence Mann, who's been in NBA, NBA playoff battles, making plays. Just a team that understands how to win. And again, this is not something you can teach. This is something that you have to go through, that you have to experience, that you have to kind of get under your belt. And the Magic are obviously still, working to do that. A lot of good performances in this one. A lot of encouraging stuff going on though. Franz Wagner leads the team in scoring with 21 points, nine for 12 shooting, nine assists. Um, I I, I agree with some of the criticism that a lot of people have that he doesn't is not on the ball enough that he is not getting shots enough. He only had 12 shots. He did lead the team in field goal attempts with 12, very slow pace game this time around. Um, So I, I do agree that there is something there that, that the magic have to find a way to keep Franz involved and, and honestly, like, Franz finds his shots, uh, but the way to keep him involved is to keep the ball moving. The ball is going to find him. He is so good that when the offense is really working, the ball is going to find him. Uh, and so I do think that that is important to remember. Um, you know, when the offense isn't working, yes, it tends to stick in Cole Anthony's hands. And that's not a knock on Cole. I'm not I'm not saying that to criticize Cole. Um, I do think Cole is trying to do the right things. I think Cole is trying to initiate offense, is trying to get guys going. Uh, but especially when teams go to their switching defenses, when they they really do a good job switching screens and they can't get in the paint, um, the Magic don't have the ISO guy or or the players to take advantage of those switches um, to, to keep the ball moving. And, and I do think Cole tries a bit too hard to kind of force action sometimes, and and that's when the Magic's offense gets really really stuck. Um, it, you know again, I thought Cole Anthony had a really good game. I'm not I'm not here to take away from Cole Anthony. 19 points, five for 11 shooting, two for five from deep, seven for seven from the line, six rebounds, 11 assists. He did really good things. So again, not here to take away from Cole Anthony. Not here to say that Cole Anthony had a bad game. This is one of his better games in a while. Um, he's been going through a little bit of a shooting slump lately. Um, you know, I, I asked him about it after the game. He said, you know, he talks with he talks with Mosley, he talks with the coaches. Um, they're all still encouraging him to keep going, to, to keep trying to find ways to impact the game. He is doing that. His defense is is not great, but it's gotten better. Um, and uh, you know, right now, honestly, I don't even look at the scoring or the shooting with Anthony. Um, you know, the Magic need him to score, need him to shoot to win because he loosens that defense, he gets them out of those switching switching schemes. So, Anthony's role is still really, really important, and you know, maybe a little bit, a little bit inflated in that sense, just because you know he is a natural scorer. So his first instinct when there is trouble is to try and set up his own shot, which is not a bad thing. The Magic do need guys like that. Um, but Cole Anthony. I start to look at his assist total. So, seeing him with 11 assists to me um, is a really, really good sign. Magic of 29 assists on 38 field goals. So, again, yeah, Magic did good things in this game. I, I, the ball really moved well. Um, I really do look at Cole Anthony's uh, assists a lot more than his scoring at this point. Um, so, when he has these 11 assist games, I, I do think that he is playing better and doing really, really good things. Jalen Suggs. Had a really nice game. 14 points, 6 for 10 shooting, 2 for 4 from deep, 4 rebounds, 3 assists for him. Did have 3 turnovers. Turnovers are still a little bit of a problem for the rookie, but if that's the only problem he has right now, that's okay. Suggs is figuring it out. Um, And honestly, like Franz Wagner, don't think the Magic got the ball to Suggs enough in the fourth quarter. Suggs is slowly proving that he can get to the basket when he wants. He is a lot more patient when he gets to the rim. He is a lot more aggressive attacking the basket. Um, he did not have any free throws in this game. Probably deserved a few. He got, he got knocked. He gets knocked around a little bit. Um, but the threat of his drive is opening up his jumper. And right now, Suggs is playing as well as he has played all season long. Um, he is, I, I, I think he is turning a corner. I think he is getting significantly better. I think that a breakthrough game, like a 25-point a game or, or, or some big game like that, is on the horizon. I thought this was honestly one of his, certainly one of his better games. I thought this was shaping up to be his best game of the season. Um, but again, uh, I think one of the struggles the Magic have right now is they, they they don't keep the hot hand involved or, you know, they don't have everyone involved at, at all times or, or at key moments. Um, you know, again, I think that's a little bit of, they have a second-year point guard in Cole Anthony, whose you know, biggest struggle right now is learning how to manage games, learning when to attack himself, when to get others involved, how to keep others involved. Um, I I do think a a big issue with the Magic's offense right now is key guys disappear. And and Suggs was having a really good game, did a really good job getting out in transition. You know, again, really, just really active. Franz Wagner the same way, but in key moments, they just disappear. Um, And so I think a big, big, big part of the Magic's next development is having a point guard who can manage the game really well and keep others involved. His name is Markel Fultz, and hopefully he'll be back very, very soon. Um, but again, no offense to Cole. I think this is an area where Cole has gotten significantly better over the course of the year. I think that he is continuing to improve there. He's going to continue to get better and understand how to manage games better, Um, but it is still something that's kind of holding this team back a little bit at the moment. Um, Off the bench, Gary Harris scores 14 points, four for nine shooting, three for six from deep. Orlando shoots 45.2% from the floor, nine for 35 from beyond the arc. Chuma Okiki, two for nine, oh for six. He had a bunch of big three-point misses. In the, in the fourth quarter, if, if Chumo Kiki hits one of those open threes in the fourth quarter, we're talking about a very different game. I do think the margin in this game was that narrow. Orlando, though, shoots only 9 for 35 from deep, 17 for 22 from the foul line. So Orlando did a decent job getting to the foul line. Fourth quarter, they could not get to the foul line. That was a big factor in the game. Of course, the Clippers make 23 of 25 free throws in the fourth quarter alone. They only had two free throws to that point. So the fact that the things that everything flipped and the Magic were suddenly fouling a ton completely changed the tenor of this game. This could have been a freak accident. This, again, a young team making some mistakes, a veteran team smelling blood and going for it, um, and the Magic unable to stop, stop that run. We'll get to that coming up here in a moment. The Clippers are led in scoring by uh, by Amir Coffey with 19 points, 5 for 12 shooting. Get yeah, thought the Magic did a good job on him. He was 6 for 6 from the foul line. A lot of that coming, obviously, in the fourth quarter. Luke Kennard, 17 points, 6 for 9, shooting 2 for 3 from deep. Um, He had 17 points in the game. Eric Bledsoe with 13 off the bench. Terrence Mann, 14. Nicholas Batum, 12, all on three-pointers. Most of that coming in the first half. The Clippers shoot just 44.4% from the floor. Orlando does a good job defensively there. But 15 of 29 from deep. That helped them stay in the game in the first half. 24-9 run to close the first half. Uh, And 24 for 27 from the foul line, like I said. The Clippers with 23 of 25 free throws. Uh, shoot 23 for 25, shooting from the foul line in the fourth quarter. The LA Clippers defeat the Orlando Magic 111 11 to 102. Magic will be back in action Friday against Detroit Pistons. The big lesson from this game is all about aggression. P-E-A-G-G-R-E-S-S-I-P-E. now that I've done my pause for the podcast, um, the way NBA games go, the the way um, that, that we see these games develop and move and flow, um, it, it's, you can really tell who's in control. Um, there's usually a team that's kind of driving, driving the thing. And, and, you know, among the many different definitions there are for pace, um, it, 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 it's probably the right adjective or the right noun to describe to describe a um, to describe a team that's in control, um, a team that is dictating the terms of engagement. You, you probably heard me say that, like dictate the terms of engagement. Um, yes, you can give up shots here and there, but if you're the one controlling the pace, you're having the other team play your game. And again, the really good teams can play at any pace. They can play however the opponent wants, and, and they don't have to play their best game to, to win. Um, and again, the Magic right now are dealing with such razor thin margins of error. Like, again, like I said, the Magic lost by nine. They trailed by 17 at one point in the fourth quarter. The Magic were close in this one, like really close. Um, again, if they don't get into foul, like everyone after the game, you know, we talked to Cole, we talked to Franz. Both of them said after the game, if we don't get into foul trouble early in the fourth quarter, this game is completely different. And I have to agree with them. Um, That changed the game. Being in foul trouble completely changed the mood, the temperature, the tenor, the pace of this game. Orlando was playing great defense. They were physical. They were getting stops. They were getting steals. And yes, they gave up a few too many threes. But they were the ones dictating the tempo. We talk about pace. They were the ones playing at the pace they wanted. They were the ones that were comfortable. When I talk about a team that's in control, they're the ones comfortable. They're making the Clippers chase them, making the Clippers make big runs or have to kind of find momentum or or steal momentum away to get back in the game. The Magic for most of the season have been chasing leads. They've fallen behind. They've struggled to get back, and they're just climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing, trying to get up the hill. It's hard to do that in this league. Old Steve Clifford Maxim. The first quarter is the most important quarter. Win the first quarter. It's easier to play from ahead than behind in this league. No team has played from behind more this season than New Orlando Magic. And so this team hasn't had that many opportunities to learn how to play with the lead. But this game, like I said, the Magic were as good as they have been all season long. Truly, they've been as good as they have been. I was so Super encouraged by the way the Magic played t- played on Wednesday night. Um, and, and and honestly, if they don't, you know, don't watch any tape from the fourth quarter and just watch those first two quarters, and Jamal Mosley says, Look at this play. This is what we're talking about. Look at this play. This is what we're talking about. He will have plenty of video clips to say, Hey, we can do this. We're doing the right things. Now, they should definitely watch the fourth quarter because they made mistakes and they gotta correct those. But There are so many good things this team is doing. They just aren't doing it for 48 minutes. Again, that's like, you know, like I, I know I've said this before on the pod, the college games, 40 minutes, the NBA games, 48 minutes, those eight minutes are where men are made. Again, no offense to the college kids, they're kids. Um, The difference between the NBA and and college game are those eight minutes. And anyone who says that the NBA should go down to a 40 minute game, like FIBA, like college, I, that's i i am for a lot of rule changes I am for you know normalizing a lot of rules honestly to me those eight minutes are sacred um that's that's the difference that's you know again it's it's like the Belmont stakes it's the test of a champion um to, to go 48 minutes to go those extra eight minutes that's everything that's again that's that's I, I really do believe that um but what the magic have to learn in this moment what the magic have to take from this game? Something that's, that's, that's you know, probably in their minds, probably something they understand is an aggressive mindset. Yes, they crossed the line. They got too aggressive. They fouled. They, and honestly, the fouls they made in the early fourth quarter were not good fouls. They were lazy fouls. But fouling that much early put a hand behind their back, playing with one arm because— Now they couldn't defend as aggressively, as assertively. They couldn't make those mistakes. They killed their margin of error early, and the Clippers took advantage of that. Again and again and again and again and again and again. Suddenly the Clippers were now the ones driving the bus. They were in control of the game, and Orlando couldn't find the momentum again. This game, this lesson, is all about that aggressive mindset. It's all about being the one in control being the one leading the way, pushing the team forward, making them better. And that's something this young Magic team especially is struggling with. Um, again, it, it's it's hard to play with the lead when you you don't have the talent to do so. And And, and again, the Magic are going to go through plenty more losses this season. This is not the last loss, not the last losing streak. This is a team that's a little ta- that's got a little bit of a talent deficit right now, um, and they're still figuring out their way. And, and yeah, they need some depth. They need some guys back. They're the healthiest they've been in a while right now, um, and so I think we're going to see better results. You know, I think we saw that certainly Sunday. I think we saw that a little bit last uh, on Wednesday night. Um, results are coming. Like I, 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 I know I, I'm an optimist, um, but I, I do think things are. I do think that there's going to be a nice little 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 stretch here coming up soon, especially. Um, if Kel comes back uh, sooner than later. Um, but but uh, the magic just didn't have the aggressive mindset um, or or couldn't find the way to to get that back in that fourth quarter. This league, this league, the, the margins in this league are not that great. Again, you know, I, I saw the headline on the athletic about the Cleveland Cavaliers saying the rebuild is over you know, this team is a is a force now. And 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 you look at that Cavs team, you look at the Knicks last year, you can see how quickly rebuilds end, how quickly everything changes, how quickly everything turns. It could be the right coach sparking the right ideas in, in a veteran group like Steve Clifford did with the Magic. It could be a player taking a huge leap and everything just kind of falling into place and everyone falling into their roles. Again, I, 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 I don't think we're, we're at the danger point of this yet, but I do think one of the issues the Magic face right now is – a lack of clearly defined roles or players perhaps in the wrong roles that, that, that they should be playing. Um, you know, I think that, that is certainly uh, there's certainly a little bit of a lot of mouths to feed, um, on this team right now. And, and, and a lot of guys that need to make sure that there's, they're involved to take the the steps that they need to take. And, um, you know, that was, that was a danger in the last rebuild. I think that, that remains a danger here. It's not at crisis level yet, but um, I do think it's something to keep an eye on, especially as the magic continue to add more talented players to the roster. Um, but for this Magic team right now, they have to find their, their, their tempo. They have to find their way to play. They have to find the way that makes them successful. And they have to play that way. They have to be aggressive. And we haven't seen that that much this season. We haven't seen this team be that aggressive, be that team as much this season. But the Magic are clearly capable of doing it. They're clearly capable of dictating the tempo, of of playing their pace, of finding their pace, and playing that way for long stretches, for longer stretches than they have all year. And if they do that, that's going to lead to wins. But they've got to do it more consistently. Again, that's... I say it all the time. That's what the regular season's about. The regular season is about consistency. What can you do on your worst nights? What can you do consistently on your worst nights? And this match team obviously can't do much on their worst nights. They need to play well to win games. Their margin for error is that small. And so right now, this team is trying to learn all that, trying to learn consistency and trying to get themselves off the mat. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can always find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, TuneIn, tune in Himaly, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun boys and download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On Bets podcast with your with your boy Q and Lee Sterling. They have all the information you need for your daily wagering. Remember, check it out today, the Locked On Bets podcast, wherever you download podcasts today. On tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, we will talk a little bit about the trade deadline, some of the strategies, some of the players maybe that the Magic should be targeting or maybe thinking about. We'll get to all that tomorrow. On tomorrow's episode, as well as take a look at the Magic's upcoming game against the Until then, for Orlando Magic daily and lockdown Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Frost and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On.